and welcome to the Library Coven, of our bonus series about Great British Bake Off. This is episode four, Chocolate Week. Here we are, week four. Initial reactions to Chocolate Week? Um, they just did so poorly this week. Yes. I, what? What? Chocolate Week really like fucked them up. <laughs> <laughs> And I did not see that coming. From start to finish. Yeah. What are your initial reactions? Similar. Similar. I, I'm pretty floored by how poorly the first challenge went in particular. Yeah. Let's talk about the signature challenge. Let's oh talk my about God. brownies. <laughs> Apparently no one knows how to make them on the show. <laughs> when they said they were doing brownies, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And, you know, I'm like watching with my husband and he doesn't know, like he has never seen a season of the show before. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. They're doing something simple. And I'm like, right. W- if they do something simple, it's so much easier to see like every single flaw. And it showed. It really did. Though it, it seemed like people had a really hard time getting the texture right. And then we're just going way overboard with like frostings and flavors and it's just, it's, you just need a brownie. You just needs to be like stodgy in the middle and crispy on the outside. Like what Prue was saying. Yeah. It was like really funny to me because I hate frosting on brownies. Like I, yeah, I think it's unnecessary. So, they're so sweet. Like what do you, I can imagine like a raspberry sauce on the outside. Like that would be really good. Or like a bit of salted caramel on the top or something. Yeah. Yeah. But they were just like, let me put as many things into brownies as humanly possible. And I was just like, what? Like, why? And then also like an Italian meringue, which is basically just marshmallow frosting on the top, which is one of the sweetest. Like what? What? I kind of got that. And that I feel like kind of like a few of them were going for like a s'mores thing, which was funny because I think Laura said something about s'mores being like an American phrase. And I was like, is it like, I think it's just a dessert, but that's fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> graham crackers or those are biscuits. Yeah, yeah, but I I think of like a camping food, like I don't know. I don't really like marshmallows, so I I'm also like, please don't put that on top of those brownies. <laughs> I like Italian I like meringue what they were making better than like fake marshmallows that come in the bag. But anyway, signature challenge did not go well. Um no, it did not go well. Lottie, they were like it looks like a car crash and I was just like <laughs> Because there's like red stuff on top. I was like, it literally looks like a car crash where someone died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. No, it wasn't good. I think Peter did the best on the signature challenge because he just did some artful fruit decorations at the bottom of his pan and then turned out his brownies. Here we go again with Peter being strategic. But Paul was like, they're okay. Which was glowing compared to everyone else's feedback. <laughs> I feel like Mark got pretty good feedback. Yeah, that's um, true. It, for, with his like s'mores like ones, although he put like shortbread underneath, which I was like, that seems weird. Um, and again with the meringue and Prue was like, I'm avoiding eating the topping because I know it's going to be too sweet. And I'm like, well, then it's not very good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then <laughs> like, that's not like a fair the judging. Then you say, yeah, the frosting is too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hermine put like so much stuff in it that Paul was just like shocked. He <laughs> <laughs> was just like outside of himself. Yeah, he was just like, it's too much. It's too much. And I think 
Lottie said it best, like, uh, you know, on there, like, like after the challenge, she was just like, if any of us had just done a regular brownie, we probably would have done really well. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I I bet they'll keep that in mind going forward. You know, some of those challenges that are like, this is deceptively simple. And it's just one of those things. Is the simplest answer the answer? Yeah. The answer is yes. You just got to do it. You just got to execute, though. Yeah. Keep it simple. Just brownies are fine just by themselves. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about who else. Dave. Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> we call we call him Tom DeLong or Blink-182. But he <laughs> Tom put like DeLong. honeycomb. Tom DeLong. Because um, that's what he looks like. Um, he put honeycomb on his, but I've never had honeycomb. Have you? I don't think I've had it. I mean, I've had like actual honeycomb, like the wax and the yeah, honey, yeah. but not like the confection that's made. Okay. But that yeah, also sounds either, very I think sweet. It's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like someone needed to do like raspberry or like apricot or something, like something mm. just like very tart, maybe even lemon or orange. Orange and know. chocolate. Those go well together. That would have been good. Paul is obsessed with orange and chocolate, so it would have would have done well. I wouldn't. I'm surprised no one w- went the like appropriative chili chocolate route. That also seems like a fairly straightforward way. Although I feel like Prue can be like a little weird about things that are like not weird, but she doesn't really like really spicy stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, like if you're thinking about her being one of the judges, I wouldn't do anything spicy. Yeah, that's true. Just aromatic though. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, well, Peter put cinnamon in his and Paul was like, it's too much cinnamon. (laughs) (laughs) So I think maybe someone should have just done straight up regular brownies. Boxed mix brownies. (laughs) What of one box? They should have just brought a box of brownies and just made that up and then been like, here you go. They probably would have done the best. They probably would. They probably would. (laughs) The technical... Okay, let me just start by saying that so many of them did not know what a bobka was. Um, That's frustrating. I'm from the East Coast, so I was just like, what the fuck? Um, But let me give a disclaimer that I did look it up. And in the United Kingdom, there's like 300,000 Jewish people that live there. In New York City alone, it's 1 million. Oh, wow. So I think there's just not like... I think because I'm from the East Coast and from, you know, the United States, Mm -hmm. there are a lot more Jewish people here than there are in the United Kingdom. So it makes sense that I would have like more interactions with like Jewish baking. Um, But I was like, what do you mean you don't know what a babka is? (laughs) I was shocked. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Kind of like the unfamiliarity with. um, uh, What was I going to say? Bagels, too. Like, not really knowing how to make bagels, which also is, like, another classically, like, ethnically like Jewish, Jewish bake. bake. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was surprised because there was one season um, where someone made challah bread a couple of times. And so I think in my head, I was just like, oh, well, there's obviously Jewish people in the United Kingdom, which there are. But I, I was surprised that so many were like, I don't know what a bobka Like, there's literally a whole episode of Seinfeld surrounding like a chocolate bobka so i was also like have none of you ever seen seinfeld <laughs> like especially like linda she's old <laughs> i've never seen seinfeld me and linda yeah yeah hugh and linda old ladies <laughs> <laughs> who've never seen seinfeld but there's a whole episode about bobka 
a babka is not an easy dough to shape, though. So I should say it's an enriched dough with a chocolate filling. Mm-hmm, and nuts. Yeah. And then it's rolled. <laughs> um, Prue didn't have a, a problem with anyone the size of anyone's nuts, though. So No, not this time. Not this time. <laughs> and then the babka is rolled and then sliced and then shaped in a specific way and baked in a tin. Yeah. Um, and there was some outrage on the internet because <laughs> Prue said that Paul's babka was better than the one like that she had had in New York. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> and people were very upset, um, which was like really funny to me <laughs> because New Yorkers take everything about New York so serious. <laughs> so personal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great city, but maybe she just had like a bad one somewhere in New York. I'm sorry, any New York City listeners. There's probably one bakery that makes like a really bad everything. So (laughs) (laughs) not all the bakeries are going to be excellent and exquisite. Yeah. But I was still surprised, like even living like from Virginia, like every bakery has babka. But I guess like not not where I am from either. Like so. But I knew about it just from, I don't know, baking. Also, they've made it on Bake Off before. Like, people have made it. Right. So, okay. I I just could not get over that no one knew what that was. <laughs> Thank you for doing the research about the demographics, though. I had to look it up because I was just, like, so surprised that no one knew what it was. It just didn't... It was, like, really surprising to me. Yeah. Um, But knowing about the demographics, it does make way more sense. Um, Who won that challenge? Um, <laughs> was it Mark? No. Linda. Again? Didn't she win another technical? I think she might have won she won the bagel one. That's right. Um Huh. Well, Linda, there you go. I'm so ready for her to leave that I'm like, can you please just start doing bad again? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse has a vendetta. She's very annoying. So she she has to go. Um but she had never made a babka and she did really good. So good job. I think that, yeah, Linda just knows, I think she seems like one of those people that's been baking long enough and has done enough different kinds of, like, you know what an enriched dough is supposed to feel like after you've made it enough, like the muscle mm-hmm. memory by, of, like, the texture and the window pane test and kind of attests to, like, the fact that if you read the instructions and you, like, have enough experience, then you probably are going to be okay on the technical. Which I think is maybe why we oftentimes see like older people do well at the technicals because they just have had so much long, not all of them. Like obviously some people don't like lots of people don't bake their whole lives, Mm -hmm. but um, for the ones who have been baking for like a long time, you do see them do really well in the technicals just because they've had way more practice than everyone else. Exactly. Practice makes progress. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I think Lottie lost. What? Didn't Lottie lose the technical? I, yeah, because she, she like rolled hers too long. And then for some reason, instead of like even trying to tuck the ends of, under or anything, she just like set it like kind of almost on the outside of the tin. So it like looked like it had sunk in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an easy fix. At the By the end of the technical challenge, I was sure Lottie was going home. I was pretty sure too. So, but then we got to the showstopper. Which was a celebration cake with white chocolate? Like, ugh. No, thank you. I I also think that the... I don't know. I don't think white chocolate is as, like, visually stunning as 
like the challenges when they let the bakers use whatever kinds of chocolate or they're like you have to do x y and z technique like a mm-hmm. mirror glaze and uh like you have to use three different techniques for decorating like i kind of like that better when they have a little bit more freedom especially because like i don't know the white chocolate just seemed kind of like too narrow of a parameter and then also on top of it being hot like i get that they do it for the drama but i was just kind of like Ugh. yeah well i guess it's it's like a two-prong problem one it's like extra hot because they are filming later in the summer than they would normally so uh-huh. maybe it you know it wouldn't always be that hot um but also white chocolate is just so sweet like i don't like white chocolate i think it's gross <laughs> it basically just tastes like sugar um i like it in very small amounts in specific yeah. places but that's but not like a whole cake but then decorated with different kinds of white chocolate no thank you yeah like the thought of it makes me want to like vom a little bit like the thought <laughs> of eating a whole white chocolate cake <laughs> um but we had our first <laughs> ever first ever i think noel called it a prugasm <laughs> <laughs> because she loved her means cake so much because like i don't remember what her put in the middle of her cake it might have been a lemon curd but it was just like very tart to go along with the sweet chocolate and, and like, didn't she prue, like make like, lots of sounds yeah and like <laughs> did a little like whole body shake <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it it was so cute maybe we'll find out we can find a a gif or a gif who knows how it's pronounced um is pronounced gif <laughs> okay because it's for graphic <laughs> okay whatever thank you for who knows <laughs> there's no way to know yeah you just don't want to make anyone <laughs> on the internet angry <laughs> it's my libra rising to such a detrimental effect i'm a whole last libra and i'm just like no (laughs) there is a right answer and it's gif (laughs) (laughs) anyway we're gonna put a prugasm gif yeah i promise it also i'm not editing so (laughs) no um that's me that's me um but yeah they really liked her mean so much so that i i kind of thought she was gonna be star baker after that it didn't happen. Um, Who got Starbreaker? Mark something. Yeah. Mark. The Scottish Irish one. Mark. Scott. Irish. Irish. You're totally right. He's Irish. And I kind of need yeah. sometimes because he mumbles, I feel like I need subtitles. And I'm like, <laughs> I am not quite catching everything here, but I'm just going to flow with it. I'm very used to not understanding things in languages. So, yeah, it's probably extra hard because he has like a beard. So you can't even like get the like lip reading to kind right. of go along with it. Like those kind of signals are obviously much more difficult when people have facial hair Mm -hmm. um so i'm sure that makes it harder too (laughs) but anyway mark one star baker mark one sura poor sura one of my faves i know i was i was gutted as they would say but her cake was literally inedible like inedible you can't really come back from that especially because it's the last impression that you leave maybe if you did Mm -hmm. it in the first in the signature you could come back from it but ooh, that's a hard that that note like what are you gonna do well especially because she had the brownies like one of her tins of brownies fell into the oven and they didn't even come out of the pan like the other ones didn't come out of the pan because she probably could have saved those other ones they just would have been like bite-sized brownies which are like my favorite kind of brownies yeah um but i don't even know what she was doing like she was talking about soaking the white chocolate in water first and not and like i don't really understand what she was trying to do but it was just that didn't go well heartbreaking yeah yeah very 
I felt so bad. She is one of my favorites. So I was just like, oh, Sarah. Yeah. Why did you do this <laughs> to me? <laughs> Tragic. Although, <laughs> okay, so obviously I don't like Linda. So take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. Her, I mean, I didn't say this. Paul said that her, her cake looked terrible, but she keeps making like bakes for dead people and then they don't <laughs> look good. And she should really I stop shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be laughing, but you're making me laugh. I'm very funny. Um, but like she keeps making stuff for dead people and then it looks bad. And I'm just like, wh- why? Like, maybe you should not do that anymore. Like, <laughs> I always feel bad for the judges. Like, they feel like they need to be extra nice when you do something like that. And then like, I feel like it's an unfair judging almost. Right. Like, you know it's I mean? too sentimental and not like getting to the content of what you baked. I mean, Paul is like, no, it looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Paul with his his honesty but his um, radical candor his radical candor oh my god um but yeah I guess I do feel bad like it was like a very moving story um Linda talked about she had a daughter who died Mm -hmm. um at like at a young age and that was really sad I just like wouldn't make any cakes for dead people if it were me yeah like we can do a different kind of celebration maybe Mm mm-hmm it just does seem to be her go-to. Yeah. I like the idea of it, especially the one for her daughter, because she yeah. was like, celebrating her life. And I think her daughter's name was Rose. So she like made a rose to go on the top. And I understand like that celebration of life. And I actually think that's like a really like nice thing. Like oftentimes I think we kind of get bogged down in like the sadness of people dying instead right. of celebrating their life. I just like, I don't think I do it on a competition show where I had limited time and things might like not look good because then it feels like I don't know something about it just right. feels like kind of weird and I don't know you know what I mean it seems one of those situations where you got to be sure that you can execute because it could be mm-hmm. really impactful if you do it well yeah and it just feels like I don't know I I would just be like disappointed in myself if I had like wanted to make something for someone who died and then it didn't turn out well I think I just I would feel bad and then like I don't know it, it would just be like it's too much pressure maybe that's it i think it's too much pressure to like do well yeah it is it's a lot but she's also had like a lot of people die in her life so like maybe don't be friends with her <laughs> <laughs> she's secretly a murderer <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> anything about like hosts judging i mean you talked the prugasm was like the best part yeah um I think I'm getting more and more used to Matt Lucas as a host. I still miss Sandy, but yeah, it's okay. What about you? I don't. I don't. Yeah, it. I think I don't even know how to answer. I'm like, I guess it's hard to to say like week by week. I didn't think it was quite as funny. Like the hosting, the hosty bits didn't quite get yeah. me as much as bread week once did just because the paul hollywood handshake was so funny mm-hmm. part um but yeah i think i'm getting used to matt lucas and um yeah i don't know i'm not like blown away i guess yeah that makes sense um i read this really sweet article about great british bake-off this past week that i'll put a link to in the show notes um but just kind of talk it like was an interview with all four of the hosts before matt lucas um but it was just like really sweet to like 
hear them talk and like hang out with each other was really cute and like their banter is just like so real um and noel was talking about how like how paul has like really good comic timing and like how he's really funny in real life and i just like really appreciated seeing that like really kind like uh, paul is like a very I, I feel like he's very nice like he was like very like reassuring to sura even after she lost right and, like, i think we kind of think of him as like the judge paul who is like very honest and is willing to tell people that like this tastes terrible but he seems just like a nice person and like kind of funny and stuff and it just like made me like want to give him like a hug <laughs> like reading the articles like oh you're just like a big teddy bear i see and- blue-eyed teddy bear yeah yeah he seems mean but he seems also very nice and sweet so i would love to read that article yeah it was really cute um I also learned recently, I was trying to look up how, like, how much the judges get paid, and I learned that, like, Sandy and Noel made the exact same amount, like, um, when they first came on and stuff, and I also thought that was really cool, um, and that Paul makes a shit ton. <laughs> oh, my God, of course, because he's been on there the whole time. Yeah, okay, although I should say, yeah, he's been on there the whole time, and, like, I think for an American show, it wouldn't be that much money, because it was, like, $800,000 a series, like, for the whole season, which isn't that much and like the United States, I think like each character on the Big Bang Theory made like a million an episode for like 23 episode seasons. Um, but in the UK, I guess that's a lot. And also like, yeah, that's more than enough money. <laughs> do the And the contestants do not get compensated, right? No, not at all. But obviously a lot of them get like cookbook deals and like Nadia is obviously the most famous. She's got tv shows cookbooks children's books a memoir yeah. <laughs> yeah it gives them a platform liam i know came out with a cookbook helena you said came out with it you have helena's cookbook helena um and liam's actually the host of like a children's version of great british bake-off which we don't get here in the united states um but that looks really cute oh my gosh adorable um the person who won last season oh i don't remember his name david uh, what did you say? Did David win last season? David. Yeah, he just came out with a cookbook. Cool. Steph from last season. She didn't come. She just Oh, I like, like Steph running. a lot. Steph's my fave. Follow her on Instagram if you can. She like every morning she posts little like inspirational quotes, which is really cute. That's really great. Thanks, Steph. To her Instagram stories. But she her she found out her dad had cancer recently, so she just ran like a full marathon to like raise money for cancer research. Um, I think people can still donate if that's something that they want to do. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, I think it's pretty hard for her cause she just found out and, um, I don't think it's like a good prognosis, but, um, she's like a really great person to follow. Like if you have anxiety and like that kind of stuff, because she's just like kind of inspirational and I love her. I'm totally <laughs> going to give her a follow. I have lots of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she has cats and she posts baking pictures every day. So yeah, I just want to be here when I grow up. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm on my way. Yeah, that's right. Anything else? I can't think of anything. Me either. Do we? Do you have any um, predictions, or do we know what this next week is? Pastry week. <gasps> oh my gosh, I love pastry week. Looking forward to it. Um, I hope we get to see lots of full puff pastry, which is my fave. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet the challenges are going to be long. We'll see. I have no guesses for a technical. I don't even know what they'll do for a technical challenge. Maybe some shoe pastry. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. I think this was supposed to be kind of like a back to basics. I think there have been lots of complaints. I saw like in some interviews, Paul kind of mentioned it. Complaints about the challenges getting too difficult. Um, Mm. So I think that's why we may have seen some pared down challenges this season. Which I'm not upset with. I think I've kind of gotten used to that really high standard. So like to see a pair back, like to see them do brownies seems kind of weird. Um, but it's also kind of fun to see it. But I am also looking forward to some like bigger bakes, you know. Totally. So we'll some real show stopping show stoppers. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with more Great British Bake Off. Until next time, stay magical. <laughs> <laughs>